It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Tuesday morning, the 10th of November. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The world shares in the hope that an effective vaccine against coronavirus is about to become available. What is most exciting is just how effective the vaccine might be. 90% is a game changer. 90%, now you're uh, hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. Uh, How long this protection will last is something that we don't know right now, but uh, it's part of the objectives of the study. We will follow up the 44,000 people that uh, they received, uh, they are part of this uh, study, for two years. And during this follow-up, obviously, we will be looking also uh, the durability of uh, the immune responses. Albert Berla, chief executive of Pfizer, speaking to CNN yesterday. The prospect, the hope, the prayer is that we get back to normal quickly. We believe that um, we are in in in, uh, in good situation to have up to 50 million doses this year globally. And uh, I believe we are in a very, very good situation to have 1.3 billion doses Globally. Here, health officials are cautious and hopeful in equal amounts. We know that there are a number of companies involved in vaccine development, and we're hopeful that we'll see um, reliable data when it becomes available to the regulatory authorities who have to inspect this data and when it's published in the scientific literature and we're in a position to, to examine it uh, and determine what uh, we've seen it and, and we're aware of. It. And obviously, uh, if these are borne out when we see the regulatory data, if these are borne out when we see the scientific publications, that's the kind of thing we'd, we'd, we'd want to be seeing. The Chief Medical Officer, Tony Houlihan, speaking last night. Now, there is a, a lot of reason uh, to be optimistic, uh, but the scientists are cautious about all of uh, this uh, for many reasons. And one of uh, those reasons is not the vaccine itself, but what we're treating because the coronavirus may change uh, because of a mutation that has resulted as uh, it has gone into minks and uh, the concern uh, about uh, this new form of coronavirus in Denmark uh, is obviously one uh, that may make the vaccine redundant uh, as such. 
hopefully that won't be the case and perhaps we'll talk about that in a moment and how we should be dealing with existing cases of this new form of coronavirus that has mutated with Darren O'Rourke, Sinn Féin's spokesperson on transport who's on the line with us now and a very good morning to Darren O'Rourke and thanks for joining us and I know you have concerns about people coming here from Denmark but overall the news this morning is very positive and there's a lot of reason to be hopeful. Yeah, I, I I think so, Michael. There's a there's a couple of things. I I, um, I have a scientific background myself, and uh, I suppose I, I have an eye on on the the peer reviewed literature and and where the the evidence base is going. So so I would uh, kind of echo uh, some of the the note of caution in relation to it. I, I think one one thing is very fair to say that the the mood music uh, uh, yesterday was very very positive. Um, another thing to say is that. It is very clear that the, the scientific effort uh, to find a, a successful vaccine ha- has never been greater ever in the in the history of of of, of science, really. Um, so, so that's really uh, positive. It looks like we're we're, we're on the right track. Um, there's some way to go in terms of of the the, the further evidence uh, and, and the, the the rollout of the vaccine, and that's a, a point I would I would certainly flag to. Um, there's a lot of politics, and you might have heard it over the last 24 hours, in terms of how uh, a successful vaccine will be will be rolled out. There's a, a European-wide effort, there's a, an international effort, and there are a number of bilateral agreements. Um, Pfizer, it seems, are are party to a number of those bilateral agreements, and not the the, the larger global or mm. or uh, European-wide arrangements. So, so it's really important that. Uh, the scientific community con- continues on the effort to deliver a, a successful vaccine. Yeah, well, Pfizer has great plans, uh, but it's only one company who's working on this. And uh, I think uh, there's 10 credible candidate vaccines as we speak. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and that's, again, down to the, the scientific effort. And they're working on different parts of the of the virus and different uh, weak points, if you like, to, to, to try and, and target and, and, and break it up. And, and as, as you said, that's why it's really important around uh, trying to contain the, the, the virus and making sure that, that mutant variants don't uh, don't become dominant, because obviously that that would mm. uh, uh, would have the potential to, to scuff your, your, your efforts. Um, and this is where it gets really complicated scientifically, isn't it? It came from bats into humans, from humans now into mink. And the real concern is it coming back from mink into humans. Uh, we are talking about a different beast altogether. That's it. And, and, and the, the, the risk in relation to it is if, if uh, a company or if a group of scientists are developing uh, uh, a vaccine targeting a specific part of the, the genome or the, the genetic sequence and that that's the specific part that then mutates. So therefore you, you don't actually have a, a, a useful uh, molecule to, or, or vaccine to target the, 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 the virus. You know, so, so that's why it's really important to, to contain the, the, the virus as much as is possible. But the, the point, Michael, mm. and I, I, I listened to uh, some people from the WHO this morning talking about mm-hmm. it's likely that we will have a number of vaccines, uh, successful vaccines, and, and that's what it will take. Um, yeah. Because because this vaccine about? that we're talking about this morning from Pfizer uh, will be 90% effective. Uh, in other words, 90% of people will be protected from the coronavirus as we know it, as we understand the coronavirus. Uh, we may be dealing with something else, and this vaccine may not work at all uh, with uh, this mutation of uh, the virus. It may work 20, 40, 50%. It's unknown. 
No, and 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 that's again, and with the you know, with the greatest of respect mm. to the to the scientific effort and the clinical trials that that are ongoing, they are they are never real world perfect. You know, they, at the best, they're they're testing on you know tens of thousands of people. They're not testing on millions of people. And in the real world, that's the amount of of, of people that will be getting this. So so there are you know there are unknowns every time you step in to to roll out a vaccine on a on a, a vast population basis. So even at 90% there are some people that this won't be successful for but other vaccines may be developed that that will be successful for mm-hmm. that that uh, gap in, in the population so so it's a complex uh, matrix if you like Michael and, and the mm-hmm. really important point is to support the scientific effort but also to support the principle that the vaccine should be available to those people who need it most um, and, and that's a, a fundamental principle that is going to take politics to, okay. to resolve rather uh, than, uh, than, than economics. As uh, the transport spokesperson, I do want to talk to you about the threat uh, that we may face as a result of people travelling here from Denmark and other countries uh, perhaps uh, where this uh, virus has mutated in mink and is now being passed back to human beings. Uh, but uh, let's continue for a minute if we can to talk about uh, how much of a threat that might be in the overall context and if you bear with me for a moment we'll hear just a little bit uh, uh, from uh, Dr Killian de Gascoon and what he had to say about this last night. I think it's difficult at this stage to know what the implication of this uh, novel variant is. The, the reason we're concerned is that the Danish have done some laboratory studies uh, and they've identified the fact that this new variant is is less susceptible or more resistant to the neutralizing antibodies that they have studied to date. And we know that a lot of the the vaccines that are currently in development are targeting a similar region of the genome um, and are designed, in essence, to to, to induce um, a neutralizing antibody response. So it's very early and far too early to be, um, I suppose, overly uh, concerned, but I think at a worst-case scenario perspective, you're potentially starting a vaccination program with a a mutant that is potentially resistant to the antibodies that the vaccine is going to, or the vaccines are going to uh, elicit. A a lot of unknowns, uh, but the hope is uh, that uh, in general terms, it'll be the coronavirus COVID-19 that uh, we'll be contending with rather than uh, this novel coronavirus uh, that has resulted uh, from uh, the mutation uh, after it going into mink. Having said that, uh, this uh, mutated version exists. We know it exists in Denmark and in the United Kingdom, including in Northern Ireland. Uh, It's meant that uh, there's a ban on people travelling from Denmark into the United Kingdom and you're saying uh, that if people can't go to Northern Ireland they shouldn't be able to come to the Republic of Ireland either. Yeah, um, uh, and, and I hadn't heard Killian de Gascon, but that's the, the point I was making earlier on, Michael, that we don't want a variant or mutant uh, version of, of the coronavirus because uh, many scientific groups are developing vaccines for, for specific parts of the of the genome and the, the risk is that this mutant then neutralizes uh, the, the, those uh, uh, those vaccines and we don't want that to happen so what we need to do is to contain this uh, Danish variant um, and uh, in, in Britain and, and the north of Ireland they have strict uh, a ban on on tra- travel from uh, from Denmark, but we don't have that uh, in in uh, in Dublin or in, in the Republic, um, and 
Uh, and, and there's a, a clear contradiction in, in relation to that. Uh, and, and actually, because there are no flights in and out from the north uh, to, to Denmark, it, it, it's actually impossible for them in practical terms to, to, um, to implement the policy that they have because people coming in through the south, uh, through Dublin, uh, travelling through the north, uh, won't be checked at, at Dublin Airport or won't be turned back at Dublin Airport the way they would be uh, in, in uh, ports and airports in in England and Scotland and Wales um, because that's the, the practicality of the measures there. So, so they're very strict um, if if you have non-UK citizens travelling back to to Britain, mm. they will be refused entry at the ports and the airports. Uh, the ships won't be uh, accepted to, to dock at the ports, and the the airplanes won't be accepted to dock at the at the airports. Um, and that goes for for cabin crew, it goes for hauliers, uh, it goes for for uh, everybody uh, travelling back from from Denmark. So it's really really strict, and and it's been reviewed on a, on a weekly basis, which makes sense. Yeah. And the purpose of it is to completely contain before uh, the, the this Danish variant. Uh, gets what about Irish Europe citizens, though? Because I mean, like anywhere else uh, in the world, uh, and certainly anywhere else in Europe, uh, there's a large Irish population uh, living in uh, Denmark. Uh, can they not come home and quarantine for a period uh, of uh, weeks when they do return? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and and that's the they can, and that's the uh, the situation in the in the north as well, and in Britain. Um, so, returning uh, citizens who are who, who have a, a, a citizenship, they can return, and they're expected. And in fairness, uh, in the south, there is alignment there in terms of the the advice. Um, in terms of self-isolation. Initially, it was restricted movements, uh, as it is for everywhere else, but mm. the updated advice is for self-isolation, which is a different uh, thing, and you want, you want to restrict yourself to, to your room for, for a period of a fortnight. In the north and in Britain, um, it goes further, though, because it, it, it asks that the rest of your family or the household would do the same. So again, to, to make a, an additional special effort to contain uh, this this you know potential mutant uh, variant, um, and we we don't have that, so we don't have alignment on a, a north south basis, and that weakens both of our hands, in in my opinion. Um, what should we be doing here? Should we be destroying the mink population? There's three mink farms, uh, which I, I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear. Uh, I think uh, there had uh, been an expectation uh, that we'd have stopped mink farming in this country at this stage, but there continues to be three mink farms. Should the minks themselves be destroyed? Yeah, I think there's, uh, um, and, and I think there, there's a commitment in the programme for government to, to um, move towards um, uh, doing away with mink farming uh, uh, in in the south, um, I, I think there's a, a testing regime that that is is ongoing. There's no indication that the mink here have been infected with this mutant variant. Uh, I think that's something that would need to be kept under constant uh, monitoring and, and for the, the the staff there also, because obviously what happened in, in Denmark was that the workers on the on the farms had got infected with the normal variant, if you like, and it had transmitted into the mink and then back into into workers uh, who were who were initially infected with that mutant variant. And we need to make every effort to make sure on the island of Ireland 
uh, we don't have a similar incident or transmission of, of this mutant variant. Okay, man. Before uh, we leave you this morning, uh, perhaps uh, we can talk uh, about uh, the motion of no confidence in Leo Radker, the tarnished uh, following on from uh, his leaking of documents uh, to his friend in uh, the NAGP, uh, documents uh, that... uh, Uh, outlined the agreement uh, that the government was reaching uh, with uh, the IMO. Uh, It it seems as though uh, Leo Radker is uh, safe uh, and that he has uh, the support of uh, three government parties uh, and all members. Yeah, it it remains to be seen, Michael, um, and of course the government uh, using their their numerical advantage to bring forward uh, a motion of confidence in Leo Radker, which will be taken in the afternoon. Um, I think it's just you know, it's 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 really important that we have the opportunity to to raise these issues again. I think we've seen you know we, we've seen much of it in uh, the last number of days, even the last twenty four hours, in terms of the the uh, the close nature. Ireland is a small place, but the you know the way government has done uh, the connections between different groups of of you know different privileged groups within society. That's you know the idea of the the old boys network. The you know the Galway tent, the brown envelopes, the the, the golf gate stuff, the the connection. You know the the insidious nature of of kind of moving from politics to to um, the, to lobbyist groups. Um, I just think. Are you stretching it a bit, liking it to brown envelopes and golf gate? I, I, so I, I think it's it's all part of the same uh, um, issue, Michael and Michael. So you reject outright Leo Bradker's contention that he, he wanted to get this deal over the line. So, so actually, the, the the interesting thing for me, Michael, is how how government uh, and Leo Bradker are trying to downplay it and presenting it as not an issue at all, really. And, and that's, I think, what motivated Sinn Féin uh, to bring forward the motion this week. Uh, lots of people would have said, oh, sure, it's, it's, it's done and dusted at this stage. But actually, it was the kind of contempt that Leo Bradker held later in the week last week that you know, made us all stand up and say they're not getting the message here. Mm. They're not seeing the issue with what what's going on here. The the casual nature, the the closeness of of uh, of you know the the, the you know the, the use of of privilege really, um, and that's exactly what what it is. I don't for a second accept the the point that it was about getting the deal over the line. If it was you know Simon Harris knew that it was wrong to do what Leo Radker went and did. And the Village magazine, which uh, made this story public, that broke the story, yesterday uh, reported on a number of meetings, 10 meetings uh, between Matthew O'Toole, uh, the then president of NAGP, uh, and uh, three ministers, Leo Radker, Pascal Donoghue and Simon Harris. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, again, uh, you know, it's clear. And Matthew O'Toole, I, I, I feel... You know, Pierce already said that he had been thrown under the bus. He had, he had a job to do, um, represent you know, representing his his uh, his organisation and representing uh, the, the GPs that he, that he represents. Um, that's the that's the job they have. It's for government. It's for ministers. But all four are, are rejecting the latest claims by the Village Magazine. 
Yeah, well, well, that's their that's their their entitlement, Michael. But I think what's very clear in relation into it is that there is was a very close relationship between uh, th- these groups of, of of people, and that information was shared inappropriately um, and and wrongly, and it shouldn't have happened. And lessons need to be learned in relation to it, and people need to be held to account in in relation okay. to it. And, and I, I don't believe for a second that that's what's happening. In fact, I think. There is such a, a, a casualness in relationships that it's been laughed off as, um, as, as, as uh, you know, as, as something that's that's of, of no real uh, heed at all. And, okay. and in fact, well, I think it runs. Well, no doubt, no doubt, Sinn Fein is going to be accused today of wasting time and wasting twenty-five thousand euro uh, renting out uh, the convention centre. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure they mm. will, but but. Uh, but we would rather, the truth of it, Michael, is we would rather, uh, first of all, it's, it's, it's not our call uh, to, to use the convention centre, and we have consistently argued that we shouldn't be in, 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 in that place. Um, uh, Poor Midlachlan, our, our whip, con- uh, continues to do that. But we would rather we didn't have to bring uh, motions such okay. as this. Uh, we'd rather that government operated uh, uh, in a way that's clear and transparent and doesn't uh, look after its friends. Okay. Or- well, we'll monitor uh, the events as uh, they unfold in uh, the convention centre at uh, that uh, enormous cost later today. But uh, we leave it there for the moment and thank you indeed for joining us. As always, uh, that's Sinn Féin's spokesperson on transport, Darren O'Rourke, who's a TD for Mideast. Michael Reed on LMFM. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.